0: This is the Jocko Underground podcast, number eighty eight, sitting here with Echo Charles. What's going on, Echo? You good?
1: Yeah, good. Thank you.
0: Decisive victory. Almost maybe you need to go in, in post and put some sound effects behind that. Maybe some like, you know, sure. heroic music. Yeah. Sure. And I'll and put some echo on my voice so it's like De Decisive Victory. Sure. Cause it sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good, right? Decisive victory. Decisive victory is when in war or business or argument or life or game, one team or one side or one party or one individual achieves clear and overwhelming victory. It leaves no doubt as to who the winner is. It can create a shift in the balance of power, right? So it sounds really good. And you'd think I'd be fired up just to tell everyone you need to go get your decisive victory. <laughs> but I'm actually talking about this not to tell you to go and achieve a decisive victory. I'm, t- I'm actually going to tell you to be careful of going through life looking to score decisive victories because they can cause problems. Mm. There's some things to think. I, uh, let's say you're doing jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, in jujitsu, there's such a thing as a decisive victory, it's called a submission, yeah. right? When you get to submission, it's a decisive victory,
1: yeah.
0: right? You won, you submitted the person. But if you're looking for that, too much mm. can cause you to take risk that's unnecessary. Now look, listen, I'm the guy, we're the guy, that's our thing. We come from the Dean list. Dean lists are going for submissions. That's how we train all the time. But if you're in a life or death situation and you decide, oh, I'm gonna go for this submission here, you might be going for something and taking risk that you shouldn't be taking. Or if you're in a tournament, you might take a risk that you shouldn't be taking. So be careful on giving up position. Same thing in business. You might, oh, well, we, we're going to crush the, uh, we're going to crush our competitor. So you do some investing, some over the top investment, mm. capital investment on something to try and shut them down. All of a sudden, you spent too much, you leveraged too much, you gave up your position. So, going for a decisive victory can cause you to take too much risk. Mm. It can also escalate the conflict because as soon as you start getting hyper aggressive the other side's gonna dig in. They're gonna start answering back that aggression. Now all of a sudden, what may not have been that big of a deal that wouldn't have cost you a bunch of a bunch of resources, all of a sudden, now it's gonna cost you a bunch of resources. Because mm. the other side digs in when you get aggressive. I mean, even in a street fight, like you go to really hurt someone, they pull out a gun and shoot you. Like That's what happens. So you escalate things. The, you get in going for the decisive victory, you're hurting relationships. This is like in an argument type thing. Mm-hmm. When I get to prove Echo wrong. Cool, I've totally made Echo look stupid in that big meeting. Now Echo actually doesn't like me anymore. It's like that old uh, topic of winning an argument with your spouse. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's great, you won the argument. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Decisive victory. Actually made your wife feel a little bit dumb. Oh, that's great. No. Good job. Yeah. Terrible. By the way, that happens with your kids too. Mm. By the way, kids become resentful because oh, yeah. you're actually bullying. Like if you're arguing with your kids mm-hmm. about something and you score a decisive victory, yeah. you're actually bullying them. Mm. So don't do that. You're going to cause unnecessary casualties, right? What kind of damage are you doing when you're going to for a decisive victory. It'd be beyond relationships, which we, we just talked about, but even in a, in a business, like even if I get the decisive victory, but I've wasted all my money or I've burned out my team, like I'm gonna cause some unnecessary casualties. Mm. What about my focus? Because guess what? When you start focusing on a decisive victory, well, this happens all, the, you know when this happens in MMA? Mm. Going for the knockout. Mm -hmm. And you see someone, they're just trying to get the knockout, trying to get the knockout, trying to get the knockout, trying to get the knockout. They're swinging with all their might. They're telegraphing their moves. And they're not seeing that they're getting touched up. But then the judges are scoring (laughs) those touch-ups. That that, that opponent's getting that easy takedown at the end of every round. And all of a sudden, they win 30-27. They got a takedown in every round. Mm -hmm. Showed the positional domination. There's only 30 seconds left, but that's how you win an MMA fight. Hit a takedown with 30 seconds left. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Do okay on the standup, and then just take a guy down and control him for the last minute, 30 seconds. And you win. But what happens is when you have somebody that is trying for a decisive victory, it happens too with submissions. Oh, I'm trying to get that submission, I'm gonna exert all my energy on this guillotine choke. And then Echo pops his head out, I'm gassed. (laughs) fake story not true <laughs> 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 but, but, but but you see what I'm saying what's the trade-off what's the tra- that's something to think about when you're going for a decisive victory what is the trade-off
1: mm.
0: you know oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get 600 pound deadlift cool decisive victory all over the deadlift how's your four-mile timed run how many pull-ups <laughs> are you doing you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Fine. Like you're you're there's gonna be a trade off. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna put all your money into crushing that competitor in one line of business. Cool. What about your other lines of business? Mm-hmm. So what's the trade off? You need to think about that. Is there another way to win that's win win, actually? Which is weird. Isn't it weird to think of Hey, Echo and I are competitors and I want dest- to defeat him. I want a decisive victory. And instead I go, you know what? Is there a way that Echo's company and my company can actually work together and we can both win? And maybe I win a little bit less, but I can also help Echo win. And then all of a sudden we have a good relationship. Maybe in two years we merge our companies and become the dominant force. Mm-hmm. As opposed to me b- winning a decisive victory over you, you hobble away. You go and join another company, you give them your, your IP, they have the money to invest in it, they build it and they take me over, right? I blew it. blew it. Isn't it kind of a good thing if I can look for a win-win? Hmm. We're negotiating for something. You know what, how about I figure out how you can win too? And guess what? What's driving a lot of these decisive victories is our ego. The ego loves the decisive victory. The ego is the most decisive victory-seeking being on the planet. Mm. It wants to win, and then it wants to raise its arms and yell at the camera at close range, like they do in UFC. Like, ah, that's yeah. what your ego wants to do. Yeah. The ego—I brought this up. I don't think you—you you know, you may not know this yet. I was on a debrief podcast. I don't know if it's come out yet. Mm. Debrief from the ego mm-hmm. is a short-term. Tactical thinker.
1: Yeah.
0: The the ego is not a long term strategic thinker. So let's think strategic. How can I win with minimal resources? How can I win with minimal effort? That's jujitsu, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what jujitsu is supposed to be. Efficiency. Judo. That's what judo is supposed to be. Efficiency. I'm not going to use a bunch of energy against you. Mm-hmm. You're you're protecting that arm. You're squeezing that arm. You're making sure it's you're not going to give me your arm. Cool. I just took your neck.
1: Mm.
0: How can I win? Again, something to pay attention to. How can I win with the least amount of negative impact? How can I look? Look, Echo's got his company. I got my company. Sure, I want to destroy his company. Okay, but is that really beneficial? Or can I? or can I figure out a way to defeat his company but still allow him to exist in a way that's positive for the whole market? Is there a way to win without, with minimum negative impact? Which, which comes around to like, is there a way to win with, what's the minimum force required for victory? What's the minimum force required for victory? Can I utilize the minimum force instead of the maximum force? That's what decisive victory calls for. It calls for maximum force. What we wanna do is figure out, oftentimes, now look, is there a time when you need a decisive victory? Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, yes there is. You're about to get in a fight with four different people, you want a decisive victory over the biggest one of them. Mm. You wanna knock him out cold. That's what you wanna do. You got somebody that messes with your country You want to decisively show the world that that was a big, big mistake. Mm. Somebody messes with your company or with the people at your company in some way, you want to protect those people, you go after them. Yes, you want a decisive victory. Mm. But most of the time, you should think if that's really what the best outcome will be you should really think through if that's what the best outcome is going to be because generally speaking generally speaking the decisive dominant crushing victory is not as good generally speaking as a victory that was gained with minimum force generally speaking look are there cases yes there are are there certainly are There's cases where you want everybody to know But most of the time Majority of the time I'll say not most but a majority of the time Think through what your options are for a minimum force victory
1: Mm. There you go, yeah that long-term strategy thing is is a you know obviously, you know I very much value that especially nowadays so the, uh, this happens in wrestling, MMA, fighting, all this stuff. Where let's say we, uh, me and you were we're going, we're fighting for the championship. Mm-hmm. Me and you, big fight, whatever. Mm-hmm. I lose to you, whatever mm-hmm. decision, whatever, whatever. Now the the short term game is like, oh let me, let me go train harder to maybe beat him again. Mm-hmm. Right. The long term game is to invite you into my training camp. Mm-hmm. Now we can train together. And of course, we both get better, right? But now I become better. I can see like all your, you know, your secrets, your methods, all this stuff that not only apply to me competing against you, but me competing to everyone else Mm -hmm. or with everyone else. So it's like one of those things where, um, yeah, you'd never think that. You'd never think, oh, yeah, even if you beat somebody, you'd never think, oh, yeah, like let's invite him into my gym. I mean, nowadays, I guess it's kind of common. It definitely happens. Yeah, it's actually pretty common in MMA. But the feeling, you know, that short term feeling like, bro, I don't want this guy in my gym knowing, watching me train, knowing my secrets. Like, that seems like one of those short term ones that hits you right away. Yeah, that's like the old school jujitsu, right? Very good example of old school jujitsu. Yes. You couldn't train
0: at someone else's school. Yeah. It's a crayon.
1: Yeah. I was actually talking to Mija today and we we're talking about, you know, old school stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he was like, Yeah, I went to this other gym. It was interesting because they had this this really rigid tradition and you couldn't wear any of your stuff when mm-hmm. you came in. You had to they had all these rigid rules and stuff and then He's like, but when I rolled with them, they were just gaping holes in their game—very mm-hmm. noticeable gaping holes. Just because they ri- they're yeah. so rigid in this kind of training, ancestral thought prop patterns. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't introduce like new stuff from out, you know yeah. outside or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I guess a little bit of attention, but yeah, it's that that long term. Yeah. Thinking, bro, you'd be like, wait, what holes? Like, yeah. oh, I'm not rigid to nothing. I want all you know.
0: Yeah, and the the, the relationship things yeah. of like, oh, I'm. You know, we're going to underbid this, this construction company. And so you underbid them. You win the job. Decisive victory. Now you got an enemy. Now, like two months later, you're calling them to see if you could use their sub-con, or the, their, yeah. their freaking drywallers. And they're like, mm-hmm, no, yeah. that ain't happening. Yeah, that's such a so good point. Let's yeah. think through things. Think long term. Yeah. Think strategic. That argument one is a big one. Oh, oh like Yeah, When
1: you're getting into debates with your friends and you're just like Shooting down their arguments making them feel stupid like all this stuff and Especially in front of people which kind of adds to your your fuel, you yeah. know other people watching and then yeah They feel dumb or insulted or whatever. Yeah. and but no one's trying to hang with you anymore. You know, what's funny is like uh, People don't really argue with me very often
0: Yeah but it's not because it's it's generally because I'm not saying like well here's what I think yeah. I don't go, I'm not going at somebody yeah. so if I'm not going at you I'm just kind of telling you like oh did what about this perspective and then when you counter with your perspective instead of me saying no that's wrong I go oh yeah that's a good point there's no real argument to be had yeah. like is it not possible that there's multiple perspectives of the same item well yes it is yeah. I'm I'm I understand that. I understand that if, you know, uh, uh, I understand that there's gi and no gi jujitsu. Yeah. There's good points for both of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Which one's better? Yeah. That depends on a lot of different things. I mean, there's certainly people that will argue which one is better yeah for a variety of reasons.
1: Sure.
0: I won't. I'm not going to argue. It's, there's very few things. If you try and argue with me about something, I want you to spend the next week thinking about what to argue with me about.
1: Yeah. Think
0: okay. think where you can get me to dig in on something. Like unless you're ISIS, yeah. like an ISIS fighter, or you're a, a, a communist, which even a communist, like if you're sitting there talking to me like, well, wouldn't it be good if everyone had? So that is a little excerpt of what we are doing on the Jocko Underground podcast. So if you want to continue to listen, Go to jockounderground.com and subscribe. And we're doing this, we're doing this to mitigate our reliance on external platforms so we are not subject to their control. And we're doing this so that we can support the Jocko podcast, which will remain as is, free for all, as long as we can keep it that way. But we but we are doing this so we don't have to be under the control of sponsors. And we're doing it so we can give you more control, more interaction, more direct connections, better communications with us. And to do that, we are, we're building a website right now where we'll be able to utilize to strengthen this legion of troopers that are in the game with us. So thank you. It's jockounderground.com. It costs $8.18 a month. And if you can't afford to support us, we can still support you. Just email assistance at jockounderground.com and we'll get you taken care of. Until then, we will see you mobilized underground.